Sten Morgan here. I hope you're doing well. I want to announce that we are launching the How to Be an Elite Advisor course. We are combining all of our best teachings and ideas into a course that you can complete in less than a week. I want to share with you the best ideas that I implement within my practice that have helped me achieve more than I ever thought possible. I want to share how I have unique meetings with clients. What's the mindset of an elite advisor? How do you prospect in a way that'll separate you from other advisors? At the Elite Advisor Network, we reject average. I want to help you see what your full potential is and reach it faster. Set time aside this week to take the course. Click on the link or go visit gobeelite.com. I'll talk to you soon. Welcome to the podcast. I'm here with my brother from another mother, Andy. Hello. And uh, I'm excited for this episode. It's something I have a lot of opinions about. Um, I wouldn't say I'm the authority on it. I've mainly been an attendee of it, um, but I have strong opinions. And it is about events for financial advisors. So let's do 10,000 foot way above you. What is... How often are these happening, and then what has been your experience with them? Is it an annual, semi-annual? Which one? Which one? Which kind of events are we talking about? All of them. I think there's the the firm level event, and okay. there's usually like a one time like let's kick off, let's get together, talk about what we're doing this year, maybe hand out some awards, do a little bit of education, okay. maybe go to a hotel. You then have more like uh, large wirehouse events to where it's like we're bringing every advisor from around the country and maybe you have um, a certain tier advisor based on production they get to go to this event and then the higher tier go to a different event for me i I have yet to experience an event that blew my mind that i go as an advisor i like getting away it's fun to see people but typically i come back and i'm doing the exact same stuff because of the way most of these events are structured and and i want to challenge that today so if you're listening and you are in charge of events at your firm. If, for all the advisors listening, I'm going to challenge you on, okay, what if you can't control the event? How do you make the most out of an average event? Yeah. And then you might be even a wholesaler listening, and I'm going to challenge you on, you know, you're, you're paying to get spots. That's a big part of your job. How do you maximize your time for the benefit of the advisor? Because what I know, and we coach thousands of advisors, and I've spoken at a bunch of events, I've attended a lot of events, is there's a general average framework yeah. that they all follow that falls way short. That for me now, if I'm invited to events, I look at the agenda and most of the time I'm like, I'm not going to that because I I could almost guess the agenda of most events before they're sent to me. Yeah. And so the predictability of that, the predictability of the averageness of these events that people are putting on and events are hard to put on. They're expensive to put on like so much time and effort go into it that, that I've gotten to a place where I'm just frustrated at the, the miss. Yeah. The missed opportunity that, that really the, the cost of average for events is too high not to change it. And I do want to speak to those who, who organize events. You know, we're in communication with folks like that all the time. I'm talking to one this afternoon. And I'm sensitive to their job. I mean, if you do that job at a corporate level, like that's all you do. <laughs> and it's a massive amount of work. And so our heart today and our message on a very practical level is going to be how to make those events even more impactful. Because what every event organizer wants is for leadership, for attendees to say, that was amazing. That was really impactful. And so that's our goal is to make this elite, to make this impactful. And I will just encourage you that that, that means that some things need to change. Mm-hmm. But we want to give you permission and a roadmap uh, for making those changes. And again, if you're in leadership, um, I think that most people would say, I appreciated the time. But I think the measure of your events is not the evaluation at the very end. 
the QR code and how was it? I think it's three months later. It's six months later. It's 12 months later. Uh, for the wholesaler, it's not how loud did they clap or were they paying attention or with people on their phones. It's three months later. It's six months later. It's 12 months later. And does it have a measurable impact? So we're, 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 we are pro event. Yep. And I would say that first and foremost, the reason events are great is because it gets you out of your natural environment. Mm -hmm. And we are so focused on being elite here. It's something that elite people do is they schedule in time to get away from their normal environment Mm -hmm. and to go be creative and focused. Uh, And so we are pro event. Yep. You know, and from an organizational standpoint, what, what, any CEO or firm leader wants is more of the right activity, which leads to more profitability, which is more margin to do more things. And so, so as I look at events, it's the there's a culture component to it. There's a benefit of getting people together and kind of building that culture. But the result of that is, could, does a good culture keep the right people and in turn make us more profitable, which leads to more margin, which allows us to have a bigger impact. And so- while all the the stuff on the surface is fun, like the core of it is, is this improving our workforce and our team to deliver better results so that we can grow and have more impact? The dinners are great. You know, fun speakers are nice. But as a very practical advisor, yeah. I'm telling you, if I was at your event and, and all the advisors we coach, when they come, there's some that are just like, want to be there, have fun. All of us want to be impacted. All of us want to leave there better than we came. Yeah. And that's the framework we want to give you is, okay, how do, how do we not get rid of the dinner? Because that's fun. People appreciate it. You know, the awards are nice and there's, you know, most of us are competitive. But what can this framework look like? What what little changes, when, whenever you design an event or look at an agenda to go event moving forward, you're going to look for these few things. And that's going to trigger in you that this is a good use of my time and my money to go. So what part of the event do you want to dive into? Because I think there's sort of the flow of the event. There's how long sessions are. There's how many sessions there are. There's the expectation of the speakers. Um, I, I would I would submit that the 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 expectation of those who put on workshops and things like that is generally too low. Like we get asked to do things, and it's it's we would rather coordinate with you, your company mm-hmm. to make sure we're totally in line yeah. and go and then make the company the hero. Mm-hmm. And say, listen, they have they have created this system for you. Go go do this within your system. Yeah. Um, well, let's start from the top. Let's yeah. let's what, start from what like when an event in? kicks off. Okay. What usually happens, and then what? How can that maybe be adjusted? Okay. What happens? So for the events I go to, usually it's the 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 CEO or some some keynote. The CEO might introduce a keynote, uh, and a lot of times that's like a a fun speaker, a motivational speaker. I am okay with events kicking off that way. Okay. I think the the wild card for somebody planning an event is how good is that person? And are they just kind of like an in-the-moment inspirational funny speaker or are they delivering like a really practical message? And so I would say starting an event off, main stage is tough because you're setting the tone. Yeah. As a CEO or firm leader, you know, you may be great at that or not. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that could make or break the event. But start with something so practical. Don't start with like a general state of the union. Um, here's where we are. Here's where we think we're going. Because what people want when they go is like, what can you give me? It's not this general profitability that somehow is the company. How does it, it feels distant from them. So I would say, as you look at your event, are you starting with something that gives something right away? That, that the feeling is like impactful and generous from the start. So as an example, 
could that could that be? Hey, here's how we've invested our infrastructure to help you do this easier. This is how we're this is how we're trying to make your job easier. Your job. This is the way we're we're because again, people, and this is not selfish. This is just self preservation, mm-hmm. right? People care about themselves. How is what you're going to say affect me when I go home on Monday? Yeah. And again, Which the I bigger say, the room is, the harder it is to do to make yeah. it feel like each person is applying themselves. And so I know a lot of times in speaking, it's if you want to say, here's what, here's where it is, but here's what's possible. Yeah. Here's where you might be and here's where you can go. And the purpose of this two day event is to get you from here, from seeing this, from being stuck, you know, and it's painting the, the Disney world vision. Yeah. And so if you can start an event by clearly saying, here's where we are, you know, celebrate that, encourage, you know, a lot of people need more encouragement than they need, you know, critical feedback. But the whole goal to start off an event is like, here, here's what you think is possible, but here's what is possible. Yeah. And we're going to help bridge that gap. So it sounds to me like a very clear and motivational vision mm-hmm. for, hey, we love where we are today, or hey, just this is where we are today. Maybe you don't love where you are today. Maybe things are down in the last year. Mm-hmm. But here's where we believe we're capable of being. Mm-hmm. I remember a talk you gave, and you basically gave a talk and said, this is true of the company, <laughs> even though it wasn't true at that moment. Yeah. And all these people came to us. I was there as well. And they said, can I have that mm-hmm. snippet? And the leadership was like, we want that snippet. And what's interesting is that that wasn't true at the moment, but mm-hmm. they wanted it to be true. Yep. So again, I think the message for the beginning, the elite version is to give, to set a vision that you have not yet met mm-hmm. and say, and our goal is to help you over the next two days, equip you with what you need to get towards that vision. That's right. So it's not just a, hey, FYI. Yeah, how how well can you take something that's big and the bigger your company, the harder this is. And I know there's really smart people that have done events that so this is the 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 problem that is constantly trying to be solved. And I don't think there's one way to do it forever. People are changing, you know, the environment around the event and the company is changing. But do not discount the impact of the first. That's usually the general session where you have everybody and everybody's yep. You know, I don't think everybody wants the person not to do well or not to start well, but the bar is fairly low. Yeah. In in most events, the, the events in our industry have set the bar fairly low that it's like, I know I got to go through here where it wins lunch. Yeah. You know, oh man, there's two breakouts in this whole two and a half day session I'm actually interested in, but I'm going to sign up for these random ones just to fill my calendar. Or I'm going back to my hotel room. Like that is what you're up against. And so starting it out well with a really clear path. And I think most events, as you move into, okay, here are your breakouts or speakers, what is the theme, the consistent theme to where you're saying, as a company, we're all trying to get better at this. And I know a lot of them should be like, we're all going to get better at communicating our value. So for the next two days, we're all going to get really good at communicating value. And when we were talking earlier, you made a point of like, there should be less content, but more depth. Yeah. So let's talk about that. You know, we've been in, we've, we've led breakout sessions and- the frustration that we've had is, you know, and whether they've flown us in or, you know, whatever, that that, that we actually wanted to give more. Mm-hmm. We're like, we want more time. It's not like, how can we be there as short as possible? Like, no, we want to have an impact. And I, and I would say this is true. A lot of people that want to, it's not like how, how little time can I give? It's no, I want to, I want to actually make a practical change in these people's business and lives. Mm-hmm. And so what I would say is, interested on your thoughts on this, is that, Make the training. Yes, we want inspiration. Yes, we want aspiration. Yes, big, big. But while you have their attention, mm-hmm. while you have these people in the same room, yep. and again, this is an elite version. An elite version is 
and I mean this in the nicest way possible, make people uncomfortable. Yeah. Make, make force them to start to say, put this on your calendar, right. decide this number, work on this script of this language. Yeah. And, you know, like that is what, that is that is what a true workshop mm-hmm. should be versus a workshop being little mini keynotes. Yeah, and I'm thinking about almost every main stage we've done, we've always asked to do the a breakout in addition to it Yeah, for a fraction of the cost. It's just because I think our heart is, that's great, I'll get them fired up. Yeah. But my whole point of that key, that, that main stage keynote is to get into my breakout. I, I would I would submit this then, and we don't apologize for this. If, if you hired Sen to come speak, and you said that we need three breakouts, we'd be like, awesome. Yeah. Four breakouts? I mean, like, the, the idea being great, because we can't, the idea of a workshop time is work. Mm-hmm. And so I love the idea of saying, how can we be really practical? And our goal is that three, six months later, all these advisors are going, I took what I learned from Sten and EAN, and my business is different six months. Because guess, guess what? They're going to invite us back, if that's oh, yeah. the case, right? Yeah. Like, that's... It cannot be a two-day high. Mm-hmm. It has to be, and this is this is the mantra that we do internally, is it has to matter on Monday. Yep. And so I think that as an, as an event organizer, I don't think that, I don't think that people are going to be, they're going to be uncomfortable, but I don't think that people will be upset that you're, you're so practical. Yeah. And when it comes to the, you know, kick it off well, motivational, you know, you, you may not have control over who's doing that part. And so how do you equip them to be successful? There's so many great speakers out there. And the good news is, is like you get to go find this person. They bring in their expertise to to level up your event for you. So be discerning about who they are. Like that. I know people have a good process for vetting outside speakers. But when you get into the meat event of the event and we talk about breakout sessions, yeah. we have the general sessions. And then it's like, okay, everybody kind of pick or choose or go to your events. A, a lot of times those are run by wholesalers. Okay. That underwrote the event. We're going to go here, huh? And so, yep. And so I'm trying to, I'm not going to overthink the way I present it, but um, I also want to consider there's a lot of factors to this. So most of the time, events I go to, a wholesaler speaks, and what they're doing is they're speaking about the product. Yeah, their product. <laughs> That's why that company has paid to have a spot at the, at the, at the little fair that advisors can walk around. Because if you're putting on an event, part of it is what's the budget. So there's a practicality to like, I run a firm, This these things are expensive to fly people in, the block of hotel rooms, tickets, like all that stuff. Like events are a lot to plan. The biggest miss I experienced in events though is that most of the time is given to the people that underwrote it and those people are not bringing inspirational content. I've seen some wholesalers that, uh, go at a different angle with it, but I know I've never had a wholesaler call me. All the events I've spoken at as an advisor and everything, and I'm in the top producer groups and all this stuff, and they say, okay, as an advisor, because you are our target audience, how can we present better at conferences? Yeah. I think they, you know, sometimes they'll bring in an outside speaker. I love when a wholesaler says, hey, great, thanks for the spot we paid for it. Now we're going to step aside because we brought this person in for you. Yeah. And so when it came, when it comes to the core content of the meeting, I think the thing I would love to shift, if, if you are in charge of meetings or an advisor that has access to somebody that plans the meetings is to push a little bit and say, can we get best-in-class content? Even though it looks, it, it appears to be more expensive to bring in somebody that's just great at that thing versus having the wholesaler pay for the spot and then they get to speak, I would argue the cost of inaction, the cost of not spending the money to have the best people come right. is far out, 
outweighs the cost, the five grand you might lose of not having that wholesaler sponsor yeah. or 10 grand or whatever it is. Imagine an event. And I would have loved to go to an event like this. And the companies I've worked with in the past had the budget to do this. You went out, outside of your firm to some degree, and you 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 found the best advisor in this, best advisor in that. And each one of these advisors externally, like you didn't really care where they were from, came in and brought the best content and taught firsthand how they do these things, yeah. advisor to advisor. I would argue, to some degree, every breakout session should be advisor-led. Maybe facilitated by somebody, but like advisors should be in there. The ones that are doing it well day-to-day that have cracked some code in some area yeah. should be the ones teaching. And I think that one of the key missing pieces of this, and I'm thinking of the objections that people might have, whether it's the organizer or leadership or whoever it might be, but what you need is really good facilitation. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just say that your CEO is super smart, but is not the most dynamic speaker, but then have someone help them through a Q&A guide the conversation. So it's not mm-hmm. just, hey, Mike, Take you got away. 45 minutes. And he's like, man, I don't, <laughs> I'm great at running this company. I'm not a keynote speaker. That's right. Then don't make Mike be a keynote speaker. Yeah. Help Mike. Even with the breakouts, it's have someone, and this is when we've worked with companies, that when it's gone the best is when we have someone internally there mm-hmm. building the bridge. And I think this is really, really, you have I would demand that speakers that I know that speakers are going to build a bridge between their content and my company. Yeah. Meaning like how, how quickly can they implement this? And the companies we've worked with that have had the quickest and largest impact uh, or implementation is because we've worked with them and said, we're going to teach this. And your job is to make sure that you've got the systems in place Mm -hmm. to implement it. Yeah. And so what's great and leadership loves this, event organizers love this, and when, is when we say, we're going to make the leadership, we're going to make the event organizers the heroes, mm. and say, your company has brought us here to help you succeed, yeah. and you're, you're, so you don't make the company, oh, well, I do that, but the company won't let me. No, the company can let you, they've made the systems for it, mm-hmm. get after it. But mo- most of all, I would say that a shift I would love to see, because this is the feedback we've had, is that uh, when we've left those breakouts, it just people want more time. They're like this... Yeah line of people waiting to talk to you or I or just they want more details mm-hmm. that why not make them longer but deeper where it's not just information, information. Because that's that's not, it's like literally like eating all day. Yeah. There's a reason you don't eat all day. You eat and then you go use the energy from the food. Mm-hmm. And at a lot of these events, it's just consumption, consumption, consumption. And you don't actually get to sit and and work it out. And I would say advisors want that. Yeah, and part of me, I think the more intense personal accountability side of me is just like, well, the advisors should grab it, sort through it, and implement it. And the ones that do it, good for them. The ones that don't, that's on them. The downside is most advisors are not. And so we can either blame the advisors for not taking the content and running fully with it, or we can kind of say that it's probably a, a combination of advisors are all humans with busy lives. They can't take 10 things to implement them really well. Yeah. So are we helping them say, here are the two things to do next? Yeah. And I would, if I was designing an event, I would break it into two things. I would have one where it's like mindset principle teachings. Um, that if, if I looked back at an event and somebody on the main stage would have taught me about who, not how, and I didn't have to on my own find it as a book, read it and apply it. If a wholesaler came and introduced essentialism to me. I was just going to say this. Let me interrupt real quick. I, I think that if you're a wholesaler out there, imagine going to a wholesaler's booth and there's all these booths. 
and they're all essentially talking about their product. So they're all just commercials, which is, that's fine. But how many like great commercials are there? Not very many. But imagine if you go to a booth and it's like, hey, yes, we have this thing, but here's this awesome book on communication that if you get really good at this communication, mm -hmm. it's going to help your whole business and you're going to be able to talk about our product better as well. Yeah. That really the value from the booth is that this person equipped me, mm -hmm. any advisor, to be a great communicator, to you know be great at whiteboarding, whatever it might be, right. it is uh, equip the advisor to talk about your stuff better, not just here's my stuff, here's my, here's my stuff. Yeah, I think a, a lot of wholesalers, and it's a hard job, very hard job. It's, yes, it is. I'm going to stay front of mind. So when you have a client that needs a product because you like me more and my product has this variation on it, you're going to choose me over something else. That makes sense. Yeah. And because advisors are busy, it's like, who comes to my mind? And so the more repetition I can have in front of you naturally, we do this with idea partners or centers of influence. It's like, who are they going to think about when sure. the moment comes? That's average, isn't it? That's average. If, if you can, so I'm designing an event and there, there's entrepreneurial principles. Like I can, I can teach you something that you'll never be the same after yeah. and will seep its way into every decision you make. That would be a good chunk of the motivational content. The other would be really practical. Here's how you do this thing. Here's a template for this. So as you go back to your practice, as opposed to you having to redesign and stop and think about all this stuff, I've given you the foundational, um, the, the pieces you need to start doing this right away, and then you iterate it and make it your own. Yeah, Every, Everything should either be elite in this side or it should be elite in this. And to be elite on the practical front, it should be workshop-related, live Let's do this together, active Q&A. And that's yeah. how a lot of our sessions are, is that people leave saying, I walked in not one even being aware of this, but I'm leaving now. I understand the value of it, but I also know how to do it. So the, the, I'm thinking of the conversation I had. I'm thinking of that room we were in at the Vegas Convention Center. And the, I was talking to the wholesaler. And I'm remembering that they essentially didn't talk. We talked about them. And then we taught around, here's how to use, here's how to talk about this product. And so it's not, and, and it wasn't an illustration. It was a whiteboard. It was a very, and then we made them practice it in front of each other. And it was crazy awkward for so many of them, but they, they embraced it and they yeah. liked it. And yeah, the wholesaler was so grateful. They're like, thank you for not making me selling myself. Yeah. It was, you guys said, here's how to use them. Yeah. And then here's how to explain what they're doing. That's what, and everybody wins in that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love working with wholesalers. We've had a few that, that, think outside of the box enough to call us and be like, hey, help us make this event great. We're sponsoring this event, but we want to bring something really unique to the table. Uh, and, and those are always fun. Uh, we That's not standard. It feels like when they call, it's like, okay, this person's stepping back from the average path and saying, how do I stand out? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of opportunity in that space. I'll say one more thing about wholesalers that, that we've experienced with sponsors for our events or other ones we've been to um, that we've spoken at and they were also at is that um, we facilitated a lot of those conversations with them, and we've just said, here's how you should use this wholesaler. And the best measurement, I think, of as a wholesaler happy with the event mm -hmm. is that the advisors will contact us and say, do you, I mean, most wholesalers are just begging for people to follow up. Mm -hmm. And we get people, either they go home or at the very end of the event, say, hey, do you have that number for that guy you talked about? And it's a wholesaler. Yeah. And they're like, or we would call him an idea partner. Mm -hmm. But they're like, I'm like, yeah, I'm happy to. You know, people are like, oh, I want to subscribe to your newsletter. And like wholesalers are like, oh, great. I'm usually ba essentially begging people to, yeah. right? But if you can show your value and then how to talk about yourself, mm -hmm. and again, that might be an outside book. But the impact of that, again, and I love the way you said it, like 
focus on that day-to-day and how you fit into that day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Make them better at their mindset or running their business in a really practical way. And that could be a book that you have have nothing to do with other than you love that book. Mm-hmm. And you said, read chapter nine. And you have little marks in there with your card. Mm-hmm. And you say, just read chapter nine on the way home or on the yeah. plane or whatever. Yeah. That will differentiate yourself, differentiate yourself tremendously as a wholesaler. I think there's there's things that we agree make us better advisors to clients. That we, we, we understand that clients need what we have. And the obstacle is usually the advisor's ability to communicate and create urgency. Yeah. That is also true if your targeted audience is advisors. That you may have great content, but the miss is you didn't communicate it in a yeah. practical, compelling way. Or you didn't create urgency by letting them know the cost of inaction here or the, the benefit of action is this. And so I know all the time when I'm talking to an advisor, I have to overcome, like, I know you have 10 other things on your mind. Why is, why is my thing going to bump to the top of your list? And from an event level, that's what you're facing. Yeah. You have all these people coming in, they're getting texts from their kids going to practice and stuff happening. Like there's all these other influences and you have to cut through that. And, and most of the time, events don't. They, they fall short. Maybe, oh, that was fun. Hey, that dinner was cool. I met this person. Maybe. Is it more intentional networking time where you, uh, you break out every advisor based on their certain things and you say, hey, for this next hour breakout, you're going to these rooms with advisors that have similar team sizes that there's this more intentional facilitation, the contents. There is a structure for an event that every advisor comes, and we know because this is what they say when they come to our event. And we've had people come to our events who've been in the business for 40 years yeah, with huge companies. And they say, hands down, best event I've ever been to. I don't think they say that because our meals were the best or we had the most famous keynote speaker. I mean, people know about you, but no, I mean, I'm not, not, not enough people know I wouldn't about say you. The most, I'm not the most famous. I mean, top. I'm definitely top thousand. Top thousand, that's right. Yeah. But but there's these these things in an event of ours where we could have 30, 40 people come from around the country and our great don't know each other downstairs. They right. don't know each other. And by the end, they're sharing numbers, collaborating, and they've said, my business will never be the same after it. And so we know there's a framework, and I think that does scale. Yeah, and I want to encourage those who are listening to this, and I, and I pray that people are that, that are the event organizer, you have a hard job. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the ways that we have found the average and elite, average is more of a, more of average, mm-hmm. right? What do you yeah. get when you get more average? More average, yeah. right? Versus, what if you could do fewer things? They're, they're more difficult, mm-hmm. but they're the elite, and so it's like, wow, these this this session is this long, or we've got. I do think there is a measure of depth versus quantity. Yeah, that it's like, wow, we did a third as many things, forty percent less things. Uh, but the quality of those things. And I think one other thing is that's less variables, mm-hmm. right? That's less, oh, we have 37 breakout rooms. Yep. What if you had 12, right? Mm-hmm. Now they're twice as big because the session's going to be bigger. Yep. Uh, but what if you had the same person give a workshop or a breakout three times versus one time? Because mm-hmm. you're only going to pay for one flight and they're going to be there. And again, like maybe other people listen to this and their speakers are like, dude, don't say that. <laughs> but I, when we're there, we're like, we want to talk to people more. Yeah. I'm more frustrated that we don't get because we're there to be really practical and really mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah. And so I would just say as the event organizer, as leadership, go deeper. You've yeah. got them, right? Don't don't overwhelm them. Because I've heard someone say overwhelm them with value. Well, the problem with that is they're overwhelmed, Yeah. right? So be, go really deep. And, and I would say do a really good job of vetting the practical nature. Because I think this is then one of your strengths. It's like motivation is great. But what's really motivating is I'm going to help you on Monday. Yeah. And, and the, you can apply the 2x, 10x principle to events. I think a oh, lot yeah. of event organizers that 
you know, they, you may be frustrated because you're like, I've been trying to do this or I have these ideas, but they don't make it through the, the, mm, that's tough. the command structure. Is, is it, there's still a, a 10x, 2x here of saying like, okay, within the box I have to play in or the budget I have, how do I make this event so much more different and impactful? Yeah. And part of that, I know when I'm working with my businesses or my clients, that, that requires me to sit in a room with a whiteboard quietly and realize that the version one that comes to my mind is probably average. It's probably motivated and influenced by all the past experience and the fact that I'm just busy and need to get this thing done. Version 10 is usually, okay, there's some stuff in here that feels uncomfortable. I don't know quite yet how I'm going to get that speaker because they're out of our budget, but I'm going to, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to figure out what that looks like to accomplish. And so, so as you plan the event and and one thing I'm going to offer, and I should be careful with this, but we're going to do it is if you are in charge of events or you have, you know, the person that does charge, sets up your, your kickoff meeting for the Mm -hmm. year or the end of your meeting, or, Hey, our firm really wants to do some intentional trainings. Call us, email us, present to us and essentially say, Hey, here's the event we're planning. And we will tell you very directly, you know, flop or, Hey, you're on the right track. Yeah. Because I, I, I personally want to start going to events that I leave different and changed. Yeah. And I love speaking at events where I'm like, man, this is a great event. Look what they've done here. This is great. But most of the time I go, we do the best we can and we get some great feedback. But I think generally speaking, it feels like it missed a, a little bit or a lot. And I would say, again, I, I think the most common reason from the ones I've seen and people we've talked to is it's too much. Mm. It's just elite is... You know, when we we're, we coach our advisors, it's here's the next three things you need to do. Mm-hmm. What about the other seventeen? Well, that's fine, but for, let's do the first three first. Yeah, right. Like let's do the first three first, and then we'll get to. But if we if we try to do all twenty of them, you're going to get none of them done, and you're going to feel like a failure every single day. So, yeah. what is the next three things you need to do? What are the next three things in your company? Like, what next three things we're going to do after this event? Is I think the answer is not more average. Again, mm-hmm. it's less things that are more elite, and I hope that that empowers and frees up and it's like man you're not asking us to do twice as much mm-hmm. average you're saying let's do less things and i think the the fewer amount of variables mm-hmm. you know when we teach advisors on things it's not don't give people 15 choices that's right give them two yep right it doubles your chances of a yes yeah right so and, simplify yeah and the one thing i want to um i want to end on is is you're an advisor listening and you go to events you don't control the event how do you maximize the benefit from the event on your own. Oh, and, as an advisor? As an advisor. Because okay. I, I, hopefully people call us. Hopefully we le- help people level up their events and, and they're better. And, and the last comment for the event organizers, the, the average advisor, because we coach thousands of them, they, they, they're satisfied with activity. And so if what your event is doing is helping them satisfy their average activity meter, you're not helping them. You're, you're distracting them. You're giving them 10 more things to think about. They're not going to implement any of them. So so there's a version of an event to where you didn't really help. You just created more distraction and activity. And so as an advisor, when I go to events, it's like, what what can I take from this thing? So what, what breakouts can I go to that'll make me uncomfortable, that'll challenge something? And so if I was an advisor going to an event, I would try to set up ahead of time, time with advisors. That could be at dinner, but hopefully it's like, practice management mastermind level interactions because you may be going to an event and you're like this is just a bunch of wholesalers talking about their product but what i do have is a captive audience yeah of other producers because most of us are on an island yeah 
we should hopefully be in coaching in some kind of community. But if, if anything, an event brings people in yeah. and you can get in front of and best practice share with advisors, even if you don't attend any breakout sessions, even yeah. if the keynote wasn't great, I was able to get advisors in a room and uh, get on a whiteboard with them or say, hey, what are the best three decisions you made? And some of these events have where they'll say, hey, come to the general session and advisors are going to come up one at a time and share their best ideas. And whichever advisor gets the best, most votes on their best idea wins a prize. But even stepping up to a mic and sharing a snippet and then walking away, like that's not impactful enough in my opinion. And so if you're planning to go to an event, the one thing you can do as an advisor is look at the agenda ahead of time. Who are the people you know that are coming and, and add some intentionality around what am I going to take from this event? Yeah. Even if the event provides me nothing. So I'll share a quick story. This past weekend, I went to go visit a whole lot of fellow business owners and friends in Florida. And there was a lot of people there. I, I knew probably 95% of them, but there was a group of about four or five and we were all sitting around the pool and some guys were smoking cigars and waiting for dinner to start or whatever. And we get up to go join kind of the bigger group. And so this is right before dinner. And I said, hey guys, and I stopped him. I said, guys, stop before you go in. After dinner, I want to hang out with you four guys but just you four guys. I love all those. I literally said this. I love all those people, but I want to hang out with just you four guys. I hadn't seen a lot of them in several years. I said, so after dinner, we're meeting right here and we're going to go somewhere. And that was because I knew those guys were going to make me uncomfortable. Those are, those are men that know me well, are going to speak into my life, my marriage, my business, my habits. Like I was like, I want to spend time with you because I, I didn't fly to Florida and be away from my family to just kind of, Oh, how are the kids? Like, I want to go deep. Nice. So, as an advisor, you can control that. You can you can say, "Hey, it's been great to talk with you." If the, if if you feel like I, I don't need to make new friends necessarily, I want to go deeper. Yep. So, I hope that the conversation we've had today has helped those in leadership, those who are in the event organization space, uh, for those who are attending. And yes, I will put an email address in the notes. You can click on it, email us. We will respond. Our passion is to make this industry better. This, mm-hmm. this this industry is underperforming when it comes to how well it serves people, how well it invests in advisors and their growth. There's a lot of distraction. You said it great, Sam. There's a lot of distraction. Mm-hmm. Don't feed the distraction. Don't feed the busy. Don't feed the average. Feed the elite. And we hope that there's some really practical things you've heard today that can help you be on a more elite path when it comes to events. And so reach out to us. We'd love to help you either build a more elite event, go to more elite events, or be part of a more elite event. Uh, and when you put on that elite event, make sure you invite me because I need some corrective experiences. So, Yeah, right. It, it's a, <laughs> yeah, you want to have some better memories. I want and, some better memories. And I, let me say this last part. And I'll, well, actually, I'm just going to ask you a question um, because you're you're modest about this. But tell me some specific things that, uh, that of why you think our day and a half out of charge live, like why do people... Why do advisors resonate with that format? And I don't. You can you can't do that format for every large gathering. I'm not saying that, but mm-hmm. what is it about? What are the elements of our event that advisors say that one was that was awesome? The, that, that someone's listening could replicate. Yeah, I think the practicality of the content. That I mean, we do cover. I mean, within our how to charge framework, like we are teaching advisors in a day and a half how to communicate and deliver financial plans and charge an appropriate fee. Yeah. And in a day and a half, we were able to take somebody that's like, I don't think my ideas are valuable to, oh, my ideas are really valuable. I think I should charge for it. Here's how I tell people I do it this way because before I've told them this way. Oh, wait, here's what it looks like to build a financial plan and deliver it with a service model. And oh, here's an appropriate fee to charge that people actually say yes to. 
that's not a little bit of content. Yeah, that's a lot. But when we spend an hour and a half on each and teach for 20 minutes and then sit there and workshop and then I'm there live critiquing everything, like yeah. it is it is deep and intense. And the good news is we can accomplish that in a day and a half. Like so, it, So it's possible. It doesn't have to be one topic for that period of time. But I do think we set really good expectations. We cover all the topics to an appropriate depth. And then we say, here's what you should do next. And obviously we're there and available to help them with implementation and follow-up. I think when we plan that event, we are, we are so focused on them. I think there's so much we could do to make the event seem fun and cool. Um, but it is, if you come to one of our events, you are going to leave different. You're going to be a better entrepreneur and you're going to make more money. And then we trust you to do right things with that. But it, but it is so advisor focused. Is it that we're not having 10 speakers because we make more money or, or the event's free for us because the people just wouldn't come back to our events. It's how does this event change them as a person? And we do have the practical side, but we also have like the motivational, these principles we're going to teach you are going to affect every decision you make moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I think we balance that really well. Yeah. Well, thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. Great job. You bet.